0: In this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, we're going to be taking a look at a tough spot that Tom Dwan faced recently in high-stakes duel against Phil Helmuth, the heads-up master, where on the river, Tom checks, and Phil Helmuth makes a half-pot river bet into a very, very big pot, and Tom just has a bluff catcher. Always a tough spot. Let's break this hand down right from the beginning. Phil Helmuth limps from the button. Very, very standard. Tom Dwan raises it up with the pocket 10s, as he certainly should do with a lot of his best hands. Phil Helmuth then limp, re-raises gigantic. Well, what in the world do you do with the 10s here? Notice that we are playing pretty deep stacked, about 100 or so big blinds. And the tough thing about playing against Phil Helmuth is that he will do this with aces and kings, and I'll also do this with total nonsense, like the 7-2 offsuit, sporadically. Maybe not 7-2 offsuit, maybe something like 7-2 suited. Um, if you watched the high-stakes dual matches featuring Phil Hellmuth on Poker Go, you will have noticed that he goes for a lot of relatively aggressive, creative plays with some really bad hands. Which, you know, to some extent actually isn't all that bad of a strategy. Uh, Usually you want to be quite aggressive with your absolute best hands, but also with some junky hands, because that makes it to where your opponent has no clue if you have the nuts or nothing, and it keeps them guessing. I think, though, exploitatively, Phil does this with more bluffs than he should. So, what should Tom do with the 10s? If he rips it all in with the 10s, or re-raises to any amount... He's going to have to play for all of his money, but he's always going to get stacked against aces and kings and queens whenever Phil has it. And if he does have ace-king, obviously they're roughly flipping. It's not like it's some gigantic success. If he re-raises, though, and Phil has nothing, like 7-2 suited, then what's going to happen is Tom gets all of those bad hands to fold. And Tom doesn't actually care if Phil stays in the spot with three outs. So this is definitely a tough spot, but I think the right play is to just call, as Tom does. Flop comes, jack, (laughs) 7-2. Not so good if Phil has a 7-2, is it? Tom checks. Phil checks it back. (laughs) Uh, You're going to see whenever we go through hands featuring Phil Helmuth. Very often, um, I just don't know what's going on. I think this is probably a spot Phil does want to bet frequently, but you have to realize that I have an inkling of what Phil's range looks like. I think it's very polarized, but at the same time, I don't really know. If Phil shows up with the... Queen-Jack offsuit, I wouldn't be shocked, right? If he shows up with the Jack-3 offsuit, I wouldn't be shocked. If he shows up with Aces, I wouldn't be shocked. And it's always tough to try to figure out exactly what Phil is doing because he really does mix it up a lot. Um, That said, I think if Phil does bet here, Tom has a pretty easy call. He has a very clear marginal made hand. But it goes check-check, which is great for Tom because when it goes check-check, I'm going to presume Phil has a whole lot of Ace-high, like Ace-King, Ace-Queen type stuff, Maybe some bad jacks, like jack three. But most likely, a lot of hands like nines, eights, or a seven, or maybe a two, or maybe another underpair. And against that range, Tom's actually in pretty great shape. So I would be feeling pretty good if I'm in Tom's shoes right now. Turns a seven, which is an annoying card. Because if Phil did have a seven, like 7-3, seven, or 8-7 suited, you now lose. Uh, seems like a pretty reasonable spot just to check, though. Some people may think you want to bet here because if you bet and get called, you could easily get called by um, hands like pocket eights or pocket threes or ace two. But the problem is is that whenever you bet and get raised, it's a miserable spot. And by betting, you let Phil fold out his total garbage whenever he does have whatever, some nonsense like six five of hearts, right? You really want to keep him in the pot with six five of hearts. So I definitely like checking here. He checks... Phil goes for a small bet. Seems like a great spot to just call. At this point, Phil could definitely be value betting with a worse hand, right? And if he does have a better hand than your pocket 10s, clearly he's not going to fold to any amount of aggression, so calling's the only play that makes sense in this scenario. You cannot go around folding right here. Folding would be way too tight unless you just know your opponent is the weakest, tightest knit in the world. Rivers a 9, not a great card, because now you lose to random pocket 9s. Not that big of a deal, though. Tom checks, and Phil goes half pot. So I'll be the first to tell you, I wish I had a much better set of data to look at when it comes to Phil Hummeth's river bet sizing. I'm not going to say this is what Phil Hummeth does, but you will find that a lot of people when they half pot the river, assuming they use all sorts of other bet sizes in general, some specific bet sizes are often used subconsciously with the nuts or with a bluff, depending on who your particular opponent is. I bet if you pay attention to your small stakes opponents who don't really play all that great, you're going to find that a lot of them will half-pot it every time with the nuts and pot it every time with the bluff. Or the other way around, they'll half-pot it with the bluffs and pot it with the nuts. Or whatever, right? You will find that some people have very, very clear river tendencies, and if you can figure out that my opponent almost entirely half-pots it with the nuts— this is a pretty easy fold with the 10s because he's not going to be half-potting it with a hand like pocket threes, thinking it's the nuts, right? But Phil Helm is a good, strong opponent. He gets in there and he mixes it up. So for that reason, that concept to some extent kind of goes out the window, unless Tom has studied Phil's river strategies a ton, which maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. I don't know. I got to presume if you're playing a high stakes heads up match, you've probably studied your opponent at least a little bit. So what do we do here? And what it amounts to is I think it doesn't really matter all that much. I will say that because the preflop ranges are so, like, confused, (laughs) I don't really know what Phil's range looks like. Normally in this scenario, you really don't want to block the logical bluffs. So what are logical bluffs here? I don't even know. That's the hard thing to even come up with, right? Because you got to presume if Phil had a hand like 10-9 or uh, 9-8 or something like that, he would just bet the flop. And if he did have those hands, he probably wouldn't value bet them on the river, right? So we're not so worried about a hand like 9-8 running some weird bluff or thin value bet or whatever that is. got to presume Helmut's not really the type to run a bluff with a hand like pocket threes in this scenario or ace two. So the bluffs that make sense are just overcards, like... Ace-queen, but a lot of ace-queens won't even bet the turn and then bet the river, so those don't make a whole lot of sense. And um, what else is there? Well, just stone trash, (laughs) like the 6-3 or the 6-5. But again, you got to think a lot of the 6-3 and the 6-5 is just going to bet the flop. It's kind of hard to come up with bluffs if you go through that entire thought process, right? The problem, though, is that I don't actually know what Phil's range looks like. For all I know, he has a hand like King-8 suited that decided to limp and then re-raise pre-flop, check back the flop for some reason, I don't, I wouldn't know why, then decide to bluff the turn and bet the river. Maybe has a hand like ace-three suited. That's a hand that maybe makes some sense. They would decide to bluff the river to try to get Tom off of better ace highs, maybe even a hand like pocket fours, right? So, what would you do? I'm at a loss. Take a second to think about it. In this scenario with the pocket tens, you're Tom Dwan. Do you find the nitty fold? Do you find the heroic call? Or, they get really spicy and raise it up. Pause the video and write what you would do in the comment section below. Well, I don't know what the right play is. I'm going to presume whatever Tom did was right. I know that I, Jonathan Little, usually err towards calling in spots like this. Especially if I ever think my opponent could be perhaps value betting thinly with a hand like Ace-9 or King-9 nine or 9-8. Nine I don't think that's the type of player Phil Hellmuth is, but given I do know pretty clearly, because I've paid attention to these heads-up matches, that Phil does like to make very aggressive plays preflop with the nuts, but also with a bunch of garbage, kind of randomly. And I think he's a little bit garbage heavy. I think we probably just need to call because you will be shown 8-3 here sometimes. Although... To be fair, maybe Phil just bets that on the flop, in which case, if he doesn't have that, it means he has a whole lot of sevens and a whole lot of bad jacks. And if his range has a whole lot of sevens and bad jacks, well, then it's a fold. It is worth noting, I think a lot of people presume that they really, really, really know what their opponents are doing. I don't really presume that whenever I'm playing against anyone who is anywhere near decent, as Phil Helmuth is. Phil Helmuth is a good, strong poker player, despite what internet trolls try to tell you. And... Because of that, you, you just can't go around making super exploitative plays without a really good reason. And I have not studied Phil Hummuth enough to have a really good reason to find any fold. So, I'm going to call, and I would not be the least bit surprised if I'm shown Jack-3 or 7-3 or pocket aces. But I think we will be shown bluffs a third of the time, or maybe 30% of the time, and that's enough based on the pot odds we are getting. So, I like a call. Tom does call. He's shown the 7-4 offsuit. Not shocking. Makes a lot of sense if you think about it, right? Let's go back all the way to the beginning. Phil has the 7-4. He limps pre-flop. Sure. Tom raises it up. Phil decides to go zoom, 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 as he sometimes does. Old man speeding. Tom calls. Check. Check with a very clear marginal made hand, right? Makes a lot of sense. He could maybe sneak in a small bet on the flop. Whatever. Turn is another 7. Tom checks. Phil goes for a small bet to try to keep him in, right? Rivers 9. Check. Phil bets again. Medium. Makes a lot of sense. Now, how would I have played this hand if I did get to the flop in Phil Hama's shoes? I probably would have bet small on the flop, but checking's fine. On the turn, though, I think you should probably bet a little bit bigger. Because while you are going to get called a ton by stuff like ace high that's drawing dead, when Tom does have a pair, like pocket tens, or pocket threes, or a jack even, you really, really, really want to get a lot of money in the pot. And betting small on the turn and small on the river... Yes, it may extract a little bit of value from ace high that decides to hero call, but I think you're going to lose value from stuff like tens, which I do think makes up a decent amount of Tom's range. Because remember, he raised over a lip and then called a re-raise. So Tom must have something pretty good, which is going to be a whole lot of jacks, a whole lot of ace high, and a whole lot of pairs, right? So I think, I think Phil probably could have gotten a touch more value in this hand. On the river, if you think Tom's range is something like a jack or an underpair, ace high you don't really care about the ace high because ace high is going to fold so how do we get the most value from a jack or an under pair and the question is will an under pair even call a half pot bet here like pocket threes and i don't know would tom even raise pocket threes pre-flop i don't know so interesting spot i think he probably could have gone just a little bit bigger though and i know this sounds like i'm nitpicking but whenever you're playing heads up you really are working with very very small edges a lot of the time And if you can win an extra 5 or 10 or twenty thousand chips in a pot That's actually quite substantial. And in this hand, especially given Tom had exactly the pocket 10s, I think Phil could have gotten a little bit more value. Notice if the pot was just a little bit bigger on the turn, like say it was 100K instead of 76, then Phil can bet something like 50K on the river instead of 37, and he wins an extra 15,000 chips or 13,000 chips. Anyway, fun hand. Phil Helmuth in there battling hard. That's how he operates. It's always fun to watch these two battle. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you enjoyed it, do me a quick favor. Click the like and subscribe button below. It's a completely free way for you to support this channel. If you enjoy all the work we do here, I would appreciate you clicking the like and subscribe buttons and the notification bell. If you've been paying attention, we've been putting out something like five videos a week here on YouTube, completely ad-free for all of you. Hope you appreciate it. I hope you enjoy it. I appreciate all of you being here. Good luck in your games. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time.